On this podcast, we talk about dog training, dog training advice, and all sorts of stuff like that all the time. So I'm going to take a little bit of step to the side, and this time I'm going to be talking about some fun, maybe unknown facts about dogs. So let's go ahead and get into those next. All right, let's go ahead and get this week's episode going. Hey, everybody, uh, I am Jake. I am from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. If you're watching us on YouTube, hi, how you doing? You can see me here. If you're watching, or I should say listening to us uh, via any of the other apps for podcasting, thank you guys for listening. Uh, You can't see me, but that might be okay for you. Um, But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. It's always very, very, very appreciated. So like I said, guys, I'm from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. We're an online dog training business. We are putting out webinars, courses. We do one-on-one virtual training as well. And um, we're just starting to produce more content and we're getting really excited about it. Our newest venture that we're having is we are putting out here, if you're listening to us uh, from the release date, it is March still. And in April, we are going to be having a live socialization uh, webinar that we are going to be putting out that will then be for sale after that as well um, as a uh, pre-recorded webinar. And it's going to go over socializing. We're getting into spring here. Uh, People are getting puppies. We're thinking about training. We're thinking about getting them out. And we just want to make sure you guys are doing it correctly and, and making sure you're you're taking advantage of everything that, that is around you to use when it comes to socializing and that you're doing it correctly and setting your dogs up for a lifelong of success. We want to make sure these dogs are rock stars forever. So keep that in mind. You can jump over to our Facebook or our Facebook. You can jump over to our website on dogtrainingacademy.com and you can go ahead and take a look there under live events. You will see the socialization webinar and you can sign up there. You can get pre-registered and you will be part of our live session. So we're pretty excited about that. We're ready to talk about puppies and young dogs and socializing and and just everything that comes along with it. Um, So definitely give that a check. Otherwise, or also you guys can check us out Facebook, Instagram, and of course, YouTube, unless you're already here. If you're here on YouTube, awesome. Thank you. Welcome. And I would definitely like for you guys to uh, hit that like button and subscribe to our channel so you get the updates whenever our new videos come out. And they come out every Thursday, unless I feel like there's an episode that needs to be aired a little bit sooner. Um, We did one, I think, last week about uh, National Dog Day or Puppy Day, I should say. And so I did put that out a day early, but we do try to get a, a weekly one out on Thursdays. They become live at midnight. So thank you guys, whether you're YouTube podcast, thank you guys for listening. Let's dive into this week's episode. So like I said, you know, it's it's March. It's The weather's been fairly warm um, for quite a while. And then all of a sudden, you know, snow's melting, yards back, starting to do more training outside. Super excited about that. And then it starts to get a little bit colder, and then today we get hit with a bunch of snow. And it's super depressing, and it's snowy, icy, wet, gross outside. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to have a little fun with this week's episode. And I want to talk about some fun facts that some you may not know, some you may know, but some you may not know, or at least maybe forgot about, um, just to keep it light. I want to keep this light and fun and happy today. Uh, Nothing super serious. It's just kind of going to make you think a little bit and go, well, holy cow. 
And, you know, maybe this enlightens you a little bit to how your dog acts, why your dog acts. So um, we'll go into these fun eight facts about dogs. So number one, uh, dogs, everyone knows dogs ears are very flexible, right? You can, you, you can twist them. They can, it's basically like I call them, uh, they're basically their, their third and fourth eye where they almost can watch you by pivoting their ears around. Like you could have a dog who's not even looking at you and you could say their, you could say their name or you could be talking. You can watch that ear fold towards you or like, like kind of like satellite right to you. And you're like, okay, my dog's listening to me. They're almost like eyes. But did you know that dogs have 18 muscles in their ear? Now you might go, well, that that's not much of a surprise. You know, 18 muscles with how flexible they are. Well, humans, sorry guys, we only have six. So the dogs have significantly more uh, muscles in their ears than we do. Not much of a surprise, I don't think, but it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. 18 muscles, all the things they can do with these ears. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, number two then is uh, the dog's nose. So everyone knows dog's nose is super cute. It's like the human fingerprint. It's a it's a it's a unique identification. Not all or not any nose print is the same as the other. And there's actually now I've seen some some studies on this or not even studies, just some things coming out where where there's apps coming out where you can load your dog's nose print. Yes, this is a thing. You can load your dog's nose print into this app and it become identification for your dog. And if your dog goes missing and this per and this people who find your dog can scan their nose, they can actually potentially get a positive match on who this dog is. So it's almost like a microchip or identification on your dog. That's just always there. Assuming your dog always has a nose. And I'm pretty sure your dog will probably always have a nose. If you have a noseless dog, I'm sorry, you're kind of not included in this, but I'm pretty sure everyone's dogs have noses. Um, but yeah, so the nose is a very unique fingerprint style marking on the dog. So I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, the next one, this is something that um, I think people kind of knew already, but it just gives you a little bit more sense, is dog's whiskers. So, you know, dogs have whiskers. They got those long things coming off their face, and, and some people want to trim them down. I always say, don't trim the dog's whiskers. Don't trim them. And now this kind of makes sense. Dog's whiskers help them navigate when the visual, say it's dark, Visibility's low, whatever. Their whiskers help them navigate. They're basically like little feelers. They have a ton of of little nerves. They're just these these whiskers are packed with nerves, and these nerves are sending signals up to the dog's brain and letting them know, oh, you're touching something, oh, you're bumping something, or oh, it, it kind of gives them more directional um, ability. So, you know, if you're thinking about grooming your dogs and you're going to trim up their whiskers, I nah, don't do it. I wouldn't do it. Like the dogs need them. We want the dogs to be able to navigate at night and in the dark. You know, and their, their eyesight probably helps with that as well. But, you know, let's give them their whiskers too. So I found that kind of cool, kind of interesting. Um, the next one then, this would be number four. Dogs are not fully colorblind. So they're, everyone, I think, kind of knows the going thing that, okay, dogs don't see color. And they don't see color like we do. Um, however, they do see some colors. They see shades of yellow and blue. And so how does this benefit us or what does this do for us? Well, this might be understanding on why your dogs prefer certain toys over the others. Maybe your dog prefers a blue toy over a red toy because, well, they see the blue toy better. Or, you know, a, a, somebody wearing a yellow sweater gets them more excited because that's a color that stands out more to them. Um, how I take this is 
if I'm doing a trial or if I'm doing something with my dog, I should probably have something on that resembles a blue or yellow as almost an identification marker. So my dog knows, hey, come to this color. Um, you know, it, it's something that can definitely help. And, you know, when you're when you're playing with toys and stuff, like if you're going to be launching toys out into the fields or somewhere where the dog could lose it, maybe have them be a yellow or blue ball or, or a toy or something like that just to kind of help. So dogs are not fully colorblind, mostly colorblind, but they can see yellow yellows and blues and shades various shades within that of course um, now the next one is actually something I had to do um, a little extra research in to kind of see you know well, is this is this really the case and yeah it, it really seems to be the case and this is um, that storms thunderstorms can actually be painful to your dog now there's the obvious way that, you know, thunder, lightning, stuff like that, or I should just say thunder, um, is very loud. And, you know, we talk about, we talked about the muscles in the ears. Well, they can also hear. Dogs can hear significantly better than we can as well. And just a side note fact, did you know that small dogs hear better than large dogs? It's true. Um, anyways, so, so what does this mean? Well, the frequencies when the storm comes in, can really affect the dog and it can be painful to their ears. And so when your dog is freaking out, it might be the sound, but it also could be a feeling they're getting. So maybe it hurts their ears. Another way it hurts is that when the pressure changes and stuff, it kind of, like you get a lot of lightning and things that the, you might hear weather people talk about, well, the, the air is very, is very staticky or it's loaded or, or whatever. And that can actually affect the dog and, and, you know, get on there and get in their hair and do different things and be, can actually be very uncomfortable to them. So that buildup kind of is uncomfortable. So there's a couple ways that, that your dog could be afraid of thunder that you might not be considered yet, you know, being that, okay, it could be the noise, but what about the noise? Is it the noise or is it the fact that maybe the noise hurts? So I think when thunder, if you notice your dog doing this, having them away, having them somewhere where it can be a little bit quieter, definitely ideal. Leaving them outside where they have to deal with the big booms, probably not ideal. And it's not ideal either way because I don't want my dog getting rained on. Um, anyways, well, anyway, so the next thing then is there, let's talk about their sense of smell. So it's it shouldn't be not, it's definitely not a surprise. People can be like, yeah, of course we know dogs can smell better than humans. That's, I mean, we've seen it. I do tracking with my dog and watching him track, it, it blows my mind how I can age something. I can age a track for, I did one two weeks ago that was 25 hours old and he got on that odor on that track and he tracked it like it was nothing. He's like, yeah, it's this way. This is the way I go. I did one with him uh, two days ago. The same thing. He was just like so sure of it. And that was about nine hours old. So it's just amazing how their noses work. Now, if I got on the ground and started sniffing around, I don't think I would have smelled what he was smelling. So it's not a surprise, but did you know that the dog's sense of smell is 40 times better than ours 40 so you imagine that like the dog probably is able to like dissect an entire meal like you're you're cooking like chili and your dog you know when, when we when chili's cooking and stuff in the in like a crock pot you're like mm, man it smells like chili but your dog's gonna be like oh man i smell beans and meat don't at me if you're not a meat person in chili this isn't the time but if you, they smell the meat, they're like, oh, you got beef. Ooh, that's a good cut of meat you're using. Or, ooh, you know, oh, you're using these vegetables. All that sauce you're using is, you know, they can they can dissect smells so well. I know that a couple things that I do when I'm training nose work dogs is I do what's called cocktailing. So I will take multiple odors. So 
Um, <clears throat> for instance, one thing I'm teaching uh, our dog Luda right now to do is to track deer for hunters who shoot and then can't find their deer. So he's actually going to be trained to go find them. And I'm not only using the gland smell that comes from their, the between the deer's toes, I'm using the deer's indi- like, uh, uh, own odor itself to track. And I'm also using blood. I'm also using different fluids that the deer may produce. Um, and I kind of cocktail it all together, meaning it kind of mixes together. And w- when I smell it, and, and yes, I have smelt what I'm tracking my dog for. When I smell it, it smells just gross. That is my, like, when I smell it, I'm not going to go, ooh, am I catching hints of liver? Is that a, is that a hint of dirt? Like, whatever. I'm not. I, I just smell gross. But when Luda smells it, he's able to go and break down the different odors that are in there. And then if I were to remove all those odors except for one and put that odor on the trail on its own, he would still recognize it as one of the ones that were cocktailed, and he would track that odor going, yep, I recognize that. That's one of the ones I look for, and he will track to that. So I find it very interesting that dogs are able to do that. Now, the next one, this is number seven. The next one kind of gets – this is an area where I guess it depends how you look at it. So we've I've been talking about all these awesome things and how dogs are kind of like – they have better hearing. They have better sight. We know that. Better hearing, better sight um, to a degree uh, than we do. Um, they probably can run. Well, they can run faster. They can do all this stuff. But there's one thing. There's probably more. But in this, the facts for today, there's one thing that we are better at than dogs. And that is taste. And I'm okay with that. I'm. I, it, it, it answers some questions to me on why dogs eat certain things. But... Sense of taste. So humans, or I should say dogs, have about an average of about 1,700 taste buds. So 1,700. That sounds like a lot, right? Sounds like a lot of taste buds. The average human, 9,000. So we can taste significantly better. Why that is? Well, I don't know. I, I didn't go that in-depth into why. Maybe it's it's because dogs have to eat or wild animal canine type dogs eat meats and things that maybe aren't the best maybe a little bit spoiled or something and their digestive tracts can handle it better than ours and so we need to be able to taste when things don't taste right um doesn't really explain why our sense of smell isn't great but you kind of get the hint and like i said i i I get it and it makes sense because you look at your dog and like why are you eating that it's not food and your dog thinks "Mm, that's great i'm eating this chunk of dirt out in the feet out in the woods or something and you're like well or why your dog's eating rabbit poop, or why your dog's eating, you name it, you know, it kind of makes sense, because your dog isn't tasting, like, if I were to eat it and taste it, I'd taste significantly more than what he is tasting, so a little bit more bland with that, and I found that, found that really interesting, um, so that might be also why some treats just aren't valuable to your dog, because they just don't hold, they're just not a strong enough flavor for your dog to go, "Mm, yeah, that's good, um, the next one and the last one is dogs sweating. So we all know dogs pant when they're tired, right? Stick their tongue out, they're panting, everything like that. But how do dogs sweat? Well, dogs do sweat. And it comes from their feet. Dogs sweat through their feet. And so it, I think it's really telling and why I always recommend to people to really be aware of surface tension. T- tension. Surface tension temperature um 
when you're walking your dog on pavement, even on grass, different things that are going to be maybe a little too warm. I think it's just a good practice to kind of uh, make sure it's not too hot for them. Obviously, we don't want them to injure their feet. We don't want them to to get burn marks or anything like that. But they're also going to be doing a little bit excess sweating, and if we can keep their feet cool, it's going to help with that. So when you are like, if you if you stop, if if you've been running with your dog or doing something like that, and you come to a stop and you want to give your dog a water break, put a little bit of water on their feet, cool their feet down because that is where, like I said, where they sweat from. Um, you might even notice at times when your dog is super hot, if they get up and walk around you'll see sweat prints on the ground um, it's because they're warm. So anyways, so that is eight fun facts that you either knew, didn't know, or maybe got a little bit more information on um, about dogs. I think I'm going to do this periodically, just throw out more facts, random facts here and there, just because I think this is really fascinating. And I think the more we understand dogs, the better. You know, even though these are fun facts, I call these fun facts, no understanding how dogs smell or taste or how they see certain things um you know how we can keep them cool all these different things i think this is all super valuable information in our interactions with our dogs how we how we perceive or how we understand what our dogs are maybe feeling thinking smelling whatever um i just think these facts are are also helpful they're fun but they're also super helpful so um Hopefully, guys, hopefully this was educational. Hopefully, at the very least, you smiled at least one time. That seems to be my goal in all of these podcasts or videos is I want you guys to just smile. Just just one time. Just go, <laughs> even if it's at my expense, it's fine. I don't care. I think smiling super, super contagious. I think smiling is a good thing to do every day. And Lord knows we need to smile more um, these days. So, definitely smile have fun share this with your friends let them smile let's make them smile um and and educate them with some fun little facts about dogs that maybe will help them down the road so thank you guys like i mentioned at the beginning check out our socialization um seminar or webinar i should say that we're going to be doing here in april check that out sign up for it it's not very expensive i think it's like 24 bucks or something like that you're going to get an hour of good information you can be able to ask questions in the live feed. So um, definitely sign up for that. And um, you can check it out on our website, ondogtrainingacademy.com, and click on live events. If you need any help other than that, you can go and, and sign up for a one-on-one where you can talk with me, work with me, um, and let me know what's going on with your dog. We want to help you guys. We want to make sure everybody's everybody and their dogs are doing well so feel free to you know sign up for a one-on-one with us and uh, let's chat and see if we can help so thank you guys and as always we'll see you next week